Hello, and welcome to the Popecast, where Ope Awolosi breaks down biblical truths to help in our everyday pursuits of life and godliness. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pope. Hello, Barely. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Yourself? Excellent. I'm good. I'm good today. Good. So, we're taking off from where you last left off. In your last episode, you spoke about discerning the voice of God. And today, we're hoping to carry on with that and look deeper into how God speaks. Yep, interesting. So, does God have a particular way of speaking, would you say? Um, no. (laughs) God can speak with anyone in whichever way he feels is the best way to reach out to that person okay um he is spoken through the mouth of a donkey <laughs> so he could use any means possible to get your attention and to speak to you if necessary uh, i guess i like the way you said that it depends on you because the reality of it is the average person if an animal spoke to them would scream witchcraft in fact you're gonna bind the devil <laughs> interesting it doesn't mean that we should start looking for animals to speak with well us. that's what i've been doing to my <laughs> local foxes <laughs> if if god you asked to use an animal to speak to you that means you would have operated at a level of disobediences or um, spiritual um, deafness that's yeah because the person that God spoke through to through a donkey did not have the spirit of God in them right yeah. okay fair enough gonna stop trying to talk think about animals. it also in the book of Daniel God spoke through some people with by the writing on the wall yeah so God can so speak magical. to you whichever way he chooses to ask so that you will not be able to question him or blame him later Okay, fair enough. Okay, cool. So he speaks whichever way he wants to, um, but perhaps I feel maybe there's some patterns or something that you've seen that he usually uses yeah, to guide um, us. We can look at scriptures. Mm. Um, Bible makes us realize that these things were written as examples unto us who are the heirs of salvation. So we can actually look at scriptures and see particular ways or examples that God has spoken in time past yeah. um, as possible ways that he can still speak to us but one thing that we must have at the back of our mind and we must be conscious of is that nobody can box God into a corner right nobody can say this is the only way God can speak because God can speak to people in different ways and different forms right um, but we can look at a few examples in the scriptures um, so, for example, I always say that the first way that God speaks to anyone who is his child is through instructions. Mm-hmm. Through instructions primarily from his words. Yeah. Right? And from also people that he has placed above us. Okay. Because the things that God, the people that God has placed above us, they, God himself imposed them on us. Mm. Right, you pick your university, don't pick your lecturers. Yeah. Right, you pick the subject that you're actually taking. The teacher that comes to teach it, to teach it is down to God. You cast your vote, you don't pick your prime minister. Mm. You know, you don't pick your parents. You know, you can pick your husband or your wife, but you don't pick your in-laws. So every relationship that's above you 
was imposed on you by God. So when God says that we should submit to higher authorities, it means that we should actually submit to his instructions. Mm. Right? Because those people are representatives of God. So the first thing that any child of God must learn to do is to take instructions. Yeah. Whether from the scriptures, so when you're reading your Bible newly because you're just born again, see those words as instructions unto you. Right? Because it's instructions that you learn obedience. Yeah. All right. You have to learn obedience. Even the Bible says concerning Jesus Christ that he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Obedience is a learned act. It's not um, a spiritual gift. Yeah. It's not something that you pray for God help you to be obedient. No. You learn it by right. obeying in little, little ways. Um, even Galatians put it like this. That the hair, even though a child, even though he's a hair, um, is not allowed to enjoy all the benefits mm. of, 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 the, of the inheritance, but rather they place that child under the guidance of servants and mates. Yeah. Um, that's in Galatians 4, 1-2. So if that is the case, we must first learn to take instruction. We must first learn obedience. Unfortunately, in today's age, we have a lot of Christians who don't like to take instructions. Yeah, I mean, I think it's also because of the way that we're raised. We're raised to question everything, freedom of speech, um, not to conform. So it's kind of difficult. People are on high alert. They distrust everybody. And therefore, it's like people expect you to earn respect as opposed to respecting the office you've been called to. And the truth is that there's nothing wrong in all those things mm. because God himself gave us the brains that we have to make logical reasoning and thinking and decisions. However, if an instruction is in line with the word of God, you must be willing to take it. Yeah. God is not a lot of confusion. If something has been instructed in the Bible, there's an instruction for us. Jesus Christ speaking in Matthew chapter 5 says, I've not come to abolish the law, mm. but to fill it. So Jesus yeah. Christ has not come to do away with any of the instructions of God, but to ensure that they are fulfilled. He empowers us to fulfill it. And we must learn to trust. We must learn to accept instructions. Mm. Think about a child that grows up not taking the instruction of the parents, not being an obedient child. Yeah. You realize that the ones that's most vulnerable in society to be rebellious. Mm. And the devil always enjoys that when we become rebellious children of God. What are you thinking? I'm thinking about, gosh, well, when people abuse their privilege because you will also have kids that rebel because they were forced to do things that might not necessarily have been right. Mm. So now they grow up and they're expressing freedom because it's contrary to what they went through before yeah it's it's unfortunate that we're in a world that that actually occurs that people go through such things um, and it's a way that the devil also tries to uh, manipulate people's destiny by ensuring that they go through such things at the early age mm. and then um, the um, trusts deficiency is created yeah uh, and that's it's unfortunate that some people have to go through that however the minute you get born again you must remember one thing that you are not in christ mm. that doesn't make sense all things are passed away you are a completely new creature in christ right the record of the old is no more there so you can start afresh knowing mm. that god can restore all things unto you 
knowing that God will bring the right relationships your way. In fact, I I learned it, I learned a lot by observation, and one of the things I learned early in my Christian faith is that it means to give your life to Jesus. God always has a way of surrounding you with the set of people that you need for your spiritual journey. Mm. Always. Always. It will always do that. Does yeah. that make sense? Um, it's now for us to be able to um, not trust those people but trust God in them. Yeah. Because that's the actual different things. Of course. You know? <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. So even if the person thinks that they are taking advantage of you, right, they might be leading you closer to your destiny. Let me give you an example biblical from that. Um, when Potiphar's wife ensured that Joseph was thrown in prison, mm. right, she might be thinking that, yeah, I'm dealing with him now for not doing what I wanted. Mm. She might be thinking that she was manipulating Joseph, but in actual fact, she was only taking him closer to his destiny. Yeah. So God our path in God God will ensure that it's fulfilled no matter the situation and also the other way that God speak to us so the first one that every child of God must learn is to be able to take instructions instructions mm-hmm. from the word and from people above you the second way that I've seen in the scriptures by which God actually speak to us is that oftentimes when you are listening to scriptures or when you are listening to the word in church or when you are even reading your bible deeper than what you are reading is a voice behind those words you must learn to pay attention to those voices or not to those voices to that voice because it's a singular voice Mm. it is the voice of the spirit of god um, which will be telling you this is the way to go in and that's why at times you realize that oh you're in church you're listening to the message and the things that at times the thoughts will just come to your mind and you write it down you realize that it's actually deep right or you're reading your bible and much more than what is written there you are writing things down that are deeper john chapter 6 verse 63 john chapter 6 verse 63 um, bible says it is the spirit it gives lives the flesh profits nothing the words i speak to you they are spirits and they are life the words that Jesus Christ speak to us, the word of God that we hear, apart from what is written, mm. right, deeper than that, the word is profitable for spiritual things, it's profitable as well for living, for life things, real life yeah. things. Um, so it is us being able to apply those words to, to us is another way that um, God speaks to us. Yeah, it's interesting you said that because I was studying things books of Samuel and I'd read them before and this time when I went over it I noticed because I was making notes in my bible some of the stuff that I'd noted at the time I was reading it and it didn't make any sense to me I was like I was getting different things but obviously at the time when I was reading it like these were things that were being revealed to me yep. so it's weird depending on the time and and that's where rumor comes in because it's the revealed word mm. um I remember once like that a a man of God preached like six, seven messages. I think eight messages from John chapter three, verse sixteen. <laughs> God. Exactly. So that means, and that's why you think about it. If God doesn't speak to us from through the voice in the word, mm-hmm. then the minute you memorize John chapter three, verse sixteen, you can as well just delete it from your Bible. 
Wow. But the more you read it, the more you get things of God. And this is the challenge when it comes to Christians of today. Out of pride, we don't read some other thing. We don't read some scriptures anymore. Mm. Imagine when you are reading your Bible and you just get to John chapter 3 verse 16. The most... <laughs> the only one I know of my heart. <laughs> exactly. And when you get to that point, right, the most likely thing that most people will do is jump into verse 17 because we know that already. So let's move to the next one. Whoa. But maybe that is where God wants to speak to you from on that day. Mm. Have you not seen several times that oh we say, oh, let us open your Bible to John chapter 3 verse 16. It was an instruction. Open your Bible to John chapter 3 verse 16. Because it's in the looking of the world. Mm. When you look into the world, when you look into the perfect law of liberty, when you put your eyes on the world, that is when God can speak to you through the world. Right, but what naturally happens is that oh, let us open our Bibles to John 3 16. Guess what happens at the back of our mind? We're like, Hey, I know that. In fact, before they even open it, you're oh, for God so love the world, you know, you're, yeah, come on. I'm guilty. <laughs> so, we have to be careful of that. If not, we lock off the word of the, the voice of God mm. from the letter of the law. Wow. It's one thing that I realized that has limited a lot of our Christian work. And that's why we come to church at times. The preacher preaches a message, mm. but because the way it is preached did not apply to you, you feel like you are not blessed. Don't blame the preacher for that. Right? It's because you are not listening to the voice behind the word that has been spoken. It's, yeah, it's intentional actually, like you said, that, that we come each time with fresh eyes and fresh ears. Because, like you said, if you recite a scripture that I know, as you're opening to read it, I'm already reciting it. Or I might even say, Oh, I love this word. So it's like I already know and I've decided what it means to me. Mm. So I'm not even opening to hearing what you're saying anew. Yeah. And that's, even if you're open to what the person is saying, mm. right? And you are close to what the Spirit is saying. <laughs> what the person is saying guess what it does it stays in your mind it does not go into your heart mm. the only time the words being spoken by the preacher for example mm-hmm. goes into your heart is when you're also listening to the convictions of the Holy Spirit in your heart that way because you hear through your your normal layers isn't it yeah. right but for it to go into your spirit it must be in sync with the voice of God inside of you. Gosh, that's like a whole other thing, making sure that your heart is open and we're listening as it were. And Jesus Christ gave us a parable in that wise that a farmer went ahead, I think that was Matthew 13, to sow a seed. Yeah. Right? So the state of your heart determines what you get from the world. Mm. Right? The seed scattered all of them are good seed. Yeah. The germination of those seed, where the germination was not dependent on the seed, but was dependent on the state of the heart. Right? And if your heart is fertile, and what makes your heart fertile is not the seed that's coming on you, but your openness to the voice behind the word. Right. And I guess there must be a level of work to be done, because actually, yeah, there's soil... Some soil is already good in physical sense, some's not so good. But if you till it and you work it, it gets to a state where when it 
stuff falls on it, like you have to water it, you have to do that and look after it. So there is an onus on us to make sure that our heart yeah, is in is. the right place. Yeah. Uh, and I know since you mentioned that, I know that will be a question that somebody's asked. So what can I do now? If I'm going to church, what can I do? Mm. Right? Um without belaboring the issue or speaking too much on it so that we don't debate, I will tell you two things that you must always do when you're coming to hear the word of God. Okay. The same thing that you must always do when you are reading your Bible. If not, you'll be reading a storybook. <laughs> yeah. Alright, and if I know even the story, you'll be reading an history, a history book. Mm. Right? One thing that you must always do is to pray. Yeah. Prayer does three things. Right? Number one, it quietens your mind. Right? Number two, it prepares your heart. Number three, it allows your spirit to be able to hear God's voice more. So you must always pray that God, I'm open to your word. I want to hear you quieting your spirit. And if you pray in tongues, that is even greater. Mm. Because by praying in tongues, it's easier for you to quieten your mind and let your spirit become alert. Right? So you must always pray. The second thing that you must always do when you're studying the word or when you um, come into church to listen to the word of God or even as you are listening to the pod- this podcast mm-hmm. the second thing that you must always do is to come with an expectation that God is going to speak with me Okay. I'm coming to hear God and God will speak with me the expectations of the righteous cannot be cut short you must always come with an expectation if not you're not going to get anything Okay, pray, come expect it. And one more, sorry. <laughs> hmm? Be open minded to God speaking to you. <laughs> open hearted, open minded, <laughs> and pray. Okay. You, know, you know, at times we get to church and the minute we hear the topic, oh, they've come again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You must be open minded every time. Or uh, imagine if I get to church today and the topic is, oh, this morning I'll talk to you about salvation. Oh, I'm born again. <laughs> okay. Do you get it? Oh, I want to talk to you about giving. Well, I give you already. You know, you you don't get the new thing that God wants to talk to you. Somebody wants to share a story. She's, he said, this is a big man of God. Big man of God. Right? A man of God that is known with holiness all over the world. He said one day was studying his Bible. And it got to the point that says, Thou shalt not steal. That's what is written, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And God told him straight, the voice behind the word, you have been stealing. He said he was so baffled on it. Mm. It was then that God, that he took it to further discussion with God. And God now explained to him that every time you keep people longer in church, that what you've told them that you're going to do, or the time that you've told them, promised them that it's going to be. So you see, service is 10 to 11. They mean to keep them one minute past 11, you are stolen one minute of your time. Mm. Do, they, do you understand now? So, if he had not listened to the voice behind the word, he would have just moved to the dash and not say, Oh, I don't still move on. Sure, yeah. God, okay. So, instructions. The voice behind the word. Another one. Mm -hmm. 
and this is one that I know that the world has taken advantage of so much and it's inner conviction inner conviction is um, something that even people that are not born again will tell you that oh yeah I'm convinced in my spirit that that's what I should do even though their spirit is dead or in a comatose state yeah if you're not born again I'm sorry to say your spirit is in a comatose state you need the Holy Spirit to regenerate it unless you are born again you cannot your spirit man is in a comatose state <coughs> excuse me so um, and it's one that's bastardized let me ask you a question what does the word conviction really mean? It's to like to think. Well, okay. There's two things. When I think of conviction in my Christianese, as it were, I think that you're convinced of something that you feel in your heart, like deeply, that yeah. you shouldn't do it. Or there's conviction, like a criminal conviction, where it's like, this is what you've done. Okay. <laughs> you're going away. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you're 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 right, and I'll use the B part of what you said more. Um, for someone, when you take someone to court, because more of a legal word, isn't yeah. it? When you take someone to court, it's because you've they've been accused of something, mm. right? Because you are facing the jury does not mean that you are convicted, right? Mm. You're convicted when it's beyond all reasonable doubt that truly you've, commi- you've committed right. the offense, sure. right? So that means conviction surpasses reason. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Now in the world, in this world of today, we've seen and most times people use rational thinking and they think that is conviction. Mm. Right? In a conviction the word inner is very important because it comes from your spirit not from your mind not from your logical not your, not from your medulla oblongata hey. oh, <laughs> it comes from your spirit your heart not from your reasoning it's not based on any equation or any law it's based on God's principle order mm. um, for me personally Every time I feel convinced about something, because I know the level of my intelligence, you know, yeah. I know to God, 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 God is the one that has kept me. He's the one that has helped me. I never see myself as anybody that's intelligent, right? So I know, I know my level. It's when you are not being honest with yourself that you don't know your level. So when God, when God convinced me about something, I know that. This man, you know that intelligent. That couldn't have been you thinking it. Yeah. You know, because my reasoning has to catch up with that conviction later. Yeah. So it's only in retrospect that I look back. I'm like, oh yeah, that actually makes sense. Mm. I couldn't. So the difference between conviction and reasoning is that reasoning is based on permutations, mm. right? You can. Oh, if I do this, then this can happen. Then yeah. This inner conviction does not work like that it's it's deeper than that it's it just comes from within you and the same way that uh, sin is 
Mm. You know, the same way that the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. Yeah. Right? You know, when scripture says to him that knoweth to do good and does not do it, mm-hmm. to him is sin. Yeah. Right. Good. It is because when the Holy Spirit convicts you of something, it does not mean that every other person has to see it as sin. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Because I was just thinking about the criminal court example. Mm. There are people that are convicted of things mm. that may never think that what they did was wrong. Yeah. So, going to look at like a psychopathic mm. killer, they don't think what they're doing is wrong. Mm. They're doing it, but the law says it's, it's law. wrong. Yeah. And therefore, they might never catch up with it. Mm. They might do on reflection, mm. who knows? And in the same way, what you're saying with reasoning is that it's like good versus God. Mm. What God might see to be wrong we might not have caught up with it and 100%. the world will be telling us, yeah. oh, it's fine to do that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. no. And, wow. and the measure of conviction really is that the conviction of God must be buttressed by the word of God. Mm. You cannot tell me that God convinced you to marry or to take a decision that is not godly. Yeah. It's impossible. God will not violate his own laws. Mm. If he violates his law concerning you, then all of us have the right to violate every of God's law. Yeah. So, let's be careful of that. That, oh, I'm convinced I should do this. And a lot of people use that when they just want to have their own agenda. Yes. Yeah. But God speaks to us through inner conviction. Okay, in the convictions, the voice behind the word, and through his instructions, that's where we're at thus far. Um, any other that jump out to you? Um, the other one that I've seen in scriptures is um, when God speaks to us audibly. I know everybody would love to do that, everybody would love to hear God speak to them audibly. The same way that he spoke to Moses audibly, right? God can speak to anyone audibly. I have had the privilege of having that once. Oh, right. I was going to say, I don't even believe in it anymore. Like, yeah. Oh, no, no. I've had the privilege of it once. And I really wish it's going to be like that every time. Mm. Um, and I'm so sure everybody wishes that it's like that every time. Yes. <laughs> but I've had it once. Um, I remember the day vividly. I was in a local transportation. I'm going from one state to the other in Nigeria and um, it, it was a noisy transportation yet mm. his word was very clear to me Okay. Yeah, and it was because I desired it I prayed about it I actually, because that's one thing that has helped me in my own spiritual life I've tried to make it as practical as possible so I tend to be very honest with God in my demands mm. I'm like Thomas right? <laughs> God, but just like me I believe even though I believe God, but I still want to see, you know, there's nothing wrong in you. Let me see the manifestation. Because if I see the manifestation, it buttresses my belief. Mm. Right? And it, it gives me a further conviction, especially if I'm going to preach your word or speak your word. Yeah. And the reason I can say that God still speaks audibly today is because I've experienced it. Sure. If not, I'll just be sharing theories. That does not make sense. And I also do not think that God does not want to still speak to us audibly. Okay. It is because we are not ready or we don't pay attention. If God speaks to us audibly, you might not even hate. It's like a word that we have so much noise. 
mm. noise from social media, noise on the, you know, there's so much noise in our mind, so we will not even pay attention to it. That's why God uses other things as well to um, speak to us, and He still does, He still does, that God can speak to us audibly. And we can look at several scriptures concerning that um, in later episodes. Anything else? Um, so we've spoken about um, instruction from instruction from the Word of God and also from people that He has placed in authority. Yeah. Let me take instruction. We've spoken about the voice behind the Word, um, which is the Holy Spirit revealing the Word of God to us. We've spoken about the inner conviction, with His inner conviction as it is um, the other thing in this episode the final one in this episode before we start rounding up quickly is God can also speak to us by an inner voice oh so <laughs> pastor is there a difference between inner voice and inner conviction yeah aha so with inner conviction there's no specific voice right you know okay. it's a knowing inside of you right with inner voice there's a specific word inner and i'll give you an example so when i was going to move to united kingdom i was going to get married and move to united kingdom i was i didn't want to just come for the sake of just coming mm. right i wanted to know what God's purpose is for me in this nation, right? And he spoke to me explicitly using inner voice that I'll be part of the people who will raise up an army unto him in this nation. So that's not a knowing, that is yeah. a speaking, is a sentence, is a word that I heard. Right, and that was different to the audible experience. Uh, yes, that's the because the audible experience you hate in your you hate you hate you know like noise outside like noise outside okay sure right but with this one it was a word spoken inside of you okay it's a statement it's a discussion yeah. inside of you right does that make sense so yeah. you cannot say that you did not hear it in fact the same way that he spoke to me about it is the same way that i still speak about it from the day in fact that was what i told my wife before we got married before we were located here it's still to say i cannot change it it's what it is yeah. and it defines my life all through wow okay and, so that's an inner voice you it you know the audible one is you hear it with the air with your yeah. hair but the inner one you hear it in your spirit, yeah. but it's a voice. There's no way you can deny that. You no, you yeah. can never deny that you hear God. And <laughs> you do you can... have examples of that as well in Scripture? Um, so, for example, um, Romans chapter eight verse fourteen says, "If we are led by," and the same thing that we say is the leading of God, isn't yeah. it? If we are led by the Spirit of God, yeah. you are His son. In fact, let me give you another real life example. When we're going to get married. Right, I've known my wife for several years. I, I knew my wife from 1993. Right, um, we dated and then we separated because of Jesus. Mm. Right, and when it was time, when we got back together, we went back to God to pray. Yeah. Right, and God spoke to me. Look at this. 
Oh no, this is not inner voice now. This is the voice behind the word. <laughs> right? So we agreed that oh let us go and trust God for a word. Mm. Right? So she went praying, I went praying. One day I was in church and my pastor was preaching. Mm. And from where I was preaching, he shared the scripture. Whatever two of you will agree on earth will be established in heaven. Guess what? At that minute, I felt in my spirit that's the word for us. Regarding that. But you knew that that's what it was related to instantly. Straight away, instantly. And should I tell you, up to today, if myself and my wife agrees on something, it happens like that. Boom. Okay. I think I've had a similar experience, actually, as you said that. Yeah. But... I'm looking at our time pastor. There's so much to digest. I think this is going to be a two-part session, so we'll be doing hearing the voice of God. But thank you so much, Pope. Um, and yeah, we'll be back in the next episode. Thank you so much, <laughs> and I look forward to that. Thanks for listening to today's edition of the Popecast. I hope you enjoyed the session, and I pray that it blessed you. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also keep up with Pope on Instagram at Pope the First.